Hey everybody, welcome to the Bill Young Girl Wealthy Podcast. My name is Hulita Sheree, and today I have a very special segment to share with you guys today. So for those who don't know, it is currently February 2021, and Dallas has experienced its worst winter storm in the last 70 years. So I want to give you kind of what happened from my point of view and also how you can prepare yourself if you should find yourself in a similar situation in the future. So without further ado, let's get into this. It started to get cold, I would say, about Thursday or Friday. Um, and Friday, leading up to Sunday, it was a 100-car crash in Fort Worth, Texas. And it was due to black ice, meaning ice you can't really see until like you're right up on it. So I'm not sure exactly how the accident began because I wasn't there, but they've concluded that it was probably because of black ice. Maybe somebody was going slightly over the speed limit. They couldn't slow down in time, and therefore it caused a chain reaction other cars to crash into them so from that point things started to start to shut down because people started to see that maybe the roads aren't as safe even though at that point we hadn't really had much snow on the ground now moving forward to february 14th which was which was sunday we started to see flurries and we started to see snow fall and start to hit the ground but even still we kind of knew like you know, in Texas, you don't really go on a road when it starts to snow because they don't have salt to put on the ground. So it will cause people to either crash or it would cause some kind of delay in to get into your destination. So I had bought groceries enough to last on Saturday so that I didn't have to worry about going back out into the snow because again, the roads just aren't safe whenever there's any type of weather discrepancies here in Texas. It was about, I would say 2 a.m. going into Monday morning. I was staying up late with my boyfriend and we were watching a movie and then we noticed the power went out. So I guess it wasn't that big of a deal because it was kind of late, but at the same time we were watching a movie, it had just ended and that's when we noticed the first sign of a power outage. So we're like, oh my gosh, this isn't good because it was starting to get cold outside. And at this point, we weren't expecting any power outages. So knowing me, I started to investigate and I Googled some searches and I come across an article from our local news saying that there may be rolling power outages and that they shouldn't last more than 30 minutes. So I was like, okay, that's probably what happened. But a few minutes later, the lights came back on. So we're just like, okay, cool. Cool. that was less than 30 minutes no problem the next morning we wake up and there's no power so we're like okay there's no power there's now a lot of snow outside and by a lot it's a lot according to texas standard because i grew up in the midwest so i'm used to like mountains of snow but whenever you see anything over a half an inch that's a lot of snow here in texas but at this point it was about maybe an inch outside maybe an inch and a half so i knew that it wouldn't be ideal to go outside and i also knew that a lot of stores may not be open because of the roads so then i was starting to try to think what could we do because now we can't cook because there's nothing to cook because we don't have any power we needed to figure out a way how we were going to eat lo and behold as i suspected there was hardly any restaurants open luckily not too far from where i live we found a domino's a chicken express and a wing stop and that's kind of where this whole week began in terms of our new dietary guidelines so now we're moving on into the midday on monday and i'm noticing that you know that the power is not coming back on and now it's been past 30 minutes it's been past an hour and i'm trying to figure out okay 
okay, what is up with the rolling outages if it is past the time frame? So I'm thinking maybe there's no more rolling outages. Maybe there's an actual power outage and we might just have to wait a while until they can fix it. So again, I get back on Google and I noticed that a lot of people are, are experiencing the same thing around the Metroplex. We were all experiencing a longer than usual power outage. At this point, they hadn't given us any type of idea of why this was happening. So like I told you guys, power was still out. There's no restaurants besides the three that I just mentioned and we had already ate one of those. And when we went back that night, the lines were wrapped around the building. We realized that Kroger was open until eight. So it was about seven o'clock. We drove to Kroger and get there at 7.30. Now, the reason why it took us so long was because again, the roads are bad, but typically it would take less than 10 minutes to get to that point. As I'm walking into the store, I'm seeing people getting turned around. And so I'm like, okay, why are people turning around if the store doesn't close until eight and at this point it's 7.32? And there's a teenage girl standing at the door and she's resisting people from coming inside. She says, we're closed. And so myself and others are all pointing to the sign that they tape on the door saying that the store will close at eight o'clock that night. So now being hangry, I am really upset because I just risked my life to drive to this point and now we can't get into the store to buy any food and that was literally our last resort to eat. I didn't have any groceries that we could eat that didn't require cooking besides like, you know, nuts and seeds and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and things like that. So we drove off because that was literally the only option we had at that point. But I couldn't help but notice on my way home because I live not too far from downtown Dallas. The downtown Dallas looked pretty lit. I mean, the skyline was pretty lit up compared to when you drive north of downtown and there's like darkness everywhere. And you might see little spots of light, but for the majority of where you drive, it was gonna be darkness and everything was closed including most gas stations. So if you didn't get gas that night before that point, you probably weren't gonna get gas. So Tuesday, we wake up again, no power. We're in a search of food. We go back to Wingstop. The power comes on for about an hour. So we're like rejoicing. And then it goes out for about eight to 12 hours. So as I'm Google searching, trying to figure out what's going on, I'm noticing that they're saying that the rolling outages that they thought would be controlled aren't going to be controlled because they have no idea how to keep the system from crashing because there's so much demand for power. Most of us, I would say, would be in the millions <laughs> without having any type of power. More than anything, I started to think about the homeless people who were outside, who didn't have any shelter because all the shelters were either full or they just didn't have a way to get to any place to get warm. So I just pray that God would make a provision. And when I drove by, now moving forward, on Wednesday I see that they all had tents and so I was really grateful to see that Wednesday I hadn't heard from any family you know or friends in the area so I started to reach out to them to see how they were doing almost everybody said that they were experiencing the same things that I was experiencing where I live and so when I noticed that this was literally like everywhere I started to look for resources that even though I couldn't provide it to them because the roads were bad so I tried to find like local fire departments or in the case, like I got an email from a car dealership who was passing out water, uh, a church that I, I know of, they were allowing their church to be used as a warming center for several hours. It can get really tough when there's no power and you have kids and the temperatures are in the single digits going even to the negative because it would say things like, feels like negative six degrees outside. Now, what I can say is that I felt blessed because I was a little bit more prepared than most. Wednesday, it was around 10 o'clock at night when the power came on and it had stayed on 
through Thursday. And then on Thursday, we got the notice that we needed to, to turn off the hot water. And the reason is, is because most people's pipes were bursting because they were frozen and because people are now starting to get heat. It was expanding the pipes, causing people's houses to be filled with water. Because I was currently in a dry situation and I had power to be warm, even though I didn't have hot water, I still found it as a blessing. So then I started to think, what would happen if I would have been prepared a little bit different? What I did was I wrote up a winter preparedness plan for myself and for others for the future if this should ever happen again. For any of you guys who are listening, I'll leave it in the link in the description box because I feel like this is something that we probably should have learned about in school, but we didn't. And it's not about how to prepare for winter because we know that you need to layer up and we know you should shovel, put salt down and things like that. But when you live in a location where there's no salt, there's no shovels, there's you know not many places you can go because it's closed because of the storm, what is your next plan? And so that's what this list is for. It's the next plan on what to do if you find yourself in a situation like this and all the tools and resources that helped me through this crisis. At this point, most people power and water are back on. We still don't have the hot water, but most people power and water are back on. But what do you do? Because at this point, you can't go to a grocery store because they're all out of water. What do you do when you don't have water? So this is just helping you to prepare for the future so that you can have a 72 hour supply, you can have a week supply, a month, three months, and then moving up to a year. This is not meant for you to be fear mongering and trying to hoard things. This is literally just to make sure that you and your family are going to be provided for if you find yourself in an emergency situation. Because as much as we would like family and the government to help us, in my case, all of my family and friends were all in the same boat. So we really couldn't help each other even if we wanted to because the resources were very, very limited for all of us. As far as the government, they aren't giving us anything except excuses. This is something that we all should have in our toolkit because if we're going to try to become wealthy, well, one of the things is making sure you don't go into debt because you weren't prepared for an emergency. So I hope that you find this resource very valuable. I hope that you can share with others. Please consider subscribing. Leave me a comment. Let me know what are things you and your family do to help you to stay warm in winter months. And also, what do you do, period, in an emergency situation? And that's all I have to say. And until next time, I will talk to you later.